This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. I will recant everything I said about the co-workers here at ESPN Arkansas. I wrongly blame for the misplacement of my coffee cup, oh. which I... Again. Did you call anyone by name? Oh, Did not in the break. Big C, he was throwing a fit during the break. He was going to fire people, even yeah. though he has no authority to do that. He was going to... He was he was trying to go through people's desks. It was it was unbelievable the way he was. Ties reached prima donna stage. Ties reached star stage. Oh, the office is a mess. At a, at a, you work here somewhere five and a half years. You feel like you have a little more leisure. You have a little more leeway. You can do a Those little more. Those are nice words for to. entitlement. Yeah. Is that what? Okay. Well, I've earned it so uh, to a certain <laughs> to a certain extent. He's uh, earned his entitlement at twenty nine. Tommy, yeah. come on. <laughs> you got to learn. He's <laughs> not even thirty, and he's already having, earned his entitlement. Having, it's amazing. Having you watch what's going on in college athletics, I'm just again, I'm going along with the times at this point in time. No, I've got a long way to go. I'm very aware of that, but. Fit right in. Thank you. Fit right in. Right in. I will recant every wrong thing, every bad thing, every again stupid thing on a too stupid Thursday that I said about my coworkers who did not deserve it in any way, shape, or form on air or the horrible right. things I said off the air. But I will not recant the stupidity that is going on right now in Dallas, Texas, with the college football playoff, who inexplicably. Brought up the idea of a 14-team playoff <laughs> yesterday. You are ruining the college football regular season. The best regular season in all of sports. It's the greatest. It's the creme de la creme. Every single, the NFL, the MLB, every professional sport, every collegiate sport can't compete with your regular season. And you're telling every single college football fan, it's not good enough. We have to do something else. And you are going to ruin the college football regular season moving forward. Starting this day, I was not a big fan of the playoff moving to 12 initially. Four was okay. I kind of understood it. But 12, I was just like, ah. Uh. Now the idea of 14, guys, there is a reason college football is so successful. It's not because of the national championship. It's not because of the new college football playoff. It's not going to be because of the 12-team playoff. It's because of those 12 games in the regular <laughs> season which decide who's the true national stamp champion wow. in the greatest sport how, out there. How could you be so wrong about your coffee cup and so right about this? Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, you keep watering it down. You take away the importance of what happens on October 14th or whatever it is. I mean, those are the, I mean, it's the traditions, it's the rivalries. And Chuck, I, I, I thought we went too far maybe at four, but, and I thought 
you know, 12, I thought eight was the right number. We go to 12 and how in the hell are we already talking 14 when we haven't even played 12 yet? I don't know. I have no idea. I was surprised by this as well. And um, I'm not sure what their thinking is on this. I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll share that with us at some point. I agree that every time you expand the playoffs, I don't care which sport it is or what level it is, when you expand the number of teams in the playoff, you dilute the regular season to a certain extent. I mean, it's, it's just how it works. And um, college football right now, in my mind, is, is overall teetering on the brink. I know it's never been more popular than ever, and I understand all that. But I think there's some things out there right now that if if it doesn't fall their way, I'm not going to say they're catastrophic, but I think it's going to harm their product, as you say, Ty, for you know three months during the fall, uh, September, October, and November. I do think it's going to dilute that product, and that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. As much as your glaring and overwhelming sense of entitlement we, we spoke about a minute ago, the college football playoff committee and college football as a whole, guys, they have the same problem because they believe in their minds, hey, it doesn't matter what we do. These, these dopes are coming back for more regardless. They're going to buy tickets regardless. They're going to give more money to NIL regardless. They're going to pay to the foundation regardless. They're going to watch on TV regardless of what we do. And unfortunately, they're probably right. That, that, that's the problem is they don't they, they force feed us whatever and we okay when's oklahoma play texas you know when's alabama lsu you know and we just keep showing up buck needs to stop here we've got to at some point if this again if this is just a t te- that maybe this is just something pete Thamel's a respected college football reporter for espn he's the one that had this tidbit maybe this is a hey let's fish and see what's the a feedback conversation is. no yeah. no you well there may be a trial balloon on the committee's part but i'm sure what pete's reporting is accurate so oh, i agree with uh, that. and and the, this the, could be a conversation the, starter the though. basis at least one of the ideas of why this is happening is because the big 10 and the sec want more automatic qualifiers for them they want. They feel like that those conferences have earned the right because they're the two best in college football, and the Big Ten's a lot closer to the SEC than we want to admit at this point in time. With the additions and where they are, we just saw Michigan win the national championship. Two. They are number two, but they're closer to one than they've ever been. So those two conferences, even with the Big Twelve and the ACC being Power Five conferences, they feel like that they are the Power Two, and it's not really a Power Four at this point. It's a power two, which it's hard to argue that. So they want more additions and qualifiers from their leagues when it comes okay. to those auto things. So in, in, in a standard year, guys, how many, in, a, in just a normal run-of-the-mill college football season, how many SEC and Big Ten teams? At 12 or 14. Well, I'm just talking in general. How many should get into a, to a, to a field of 12, let's just say? Three each. I, that's kind of, that was the number I had in my head is, it's most of, now I don't want to get to where just the top three teams in each league go and then we'll figure out the rest. I think I, I, I still live in this 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 stupid mindset that we live in a meritocracy where like the best twelve teams in the country should be in it. I don't know. A crazy thought on my behalf, but we, we we just can't seem to get to that where hey, some committee, someone somewhere, some poll, or maybe I don't know, hell, let's try this. The way it's played out on the field should determine the best 12 teams in the country, regardless of a championship, regardless. Of, and I know that further dilutes the conference season, but we've got to put the best 12 on the field and then play it out. And we don't, you know, we're not going to, there's no appetite for that. 
Well, there is among the fans, but there's not among the people that make the decisions, nope. unfortunately. And, and, and you're right. It would be nice to have the 12 best teams, but that's not going to happen. What we do in the NFL. Uh, but it's not going to happen at the collegiate level. Well, it's just not. I wish it would. I think it should, but it's not going to because you've, there's, there's, there's too many people that have to be satisfied in order to even get to the playoff. Yeah, there's truth. To, there, there's certain truth to what you just said, but they don't in the NFL. Think about it. It's the division winners. And there's more often than not, there's one or two division winners in the AFC or the NFC that have a lesser record than a wild card team. Well, but, but that's true. Earned, but they earned a wild card spot, just like the Chiefs did this year. They earned it. Yes, but... With on-the-field performance. There's no committee. Mm-hmm. There's no selections. There's no one sitting around the, 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 the appetizer buffet in a hotel room in Grapevine, Texas, deciding the fate of college football yeah. or I, the NFL. Let's not wander off in the weeds, though. This is still about, is college football best served by a 14-team playoff? No. I tend many. to agree the answer to that's no. Many, Chuck. To me, many. Well, to me, anything after eight smacks of participation trophy. Yeah. Anything beyond eight. To me, you're going to have teams in there that have no chance whatsoever to win the national championship. To me, your playoff should be big enough that you know you get the teams in the playoff that have a chance to win it all, but it should be small enough yep. that the only teams in there are the teams that have a chance Ooh, to win it all. This it. is not basketball. Right. This is not basketball. Yeah, and as great as the NCAA tournament is, again, you're diluting the regular season of college football, which hurts it. Jason Mountholm agrees with you guys. Eight should be enough at this point. He texted, and if you want to jump in on this conversation on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, do so at 877-377-6963. As long as we're going with the best eight, because who amongst us believes that there are plenty of examples and plenty of years where, say, the second and third best team in the SEC is better than some group of five or even a Pac-12 in the past or at some points, ACC Conference champion. That's true, but that third-place team in the SEC is not going to beat the first-place team in the SEC for the national championship. Well, They're not the going to do it. Champion it's for not the going to happen. In my mm-hmm. mind, this is just my opinion, I don't think the third-place team in the SEC ought to be in the playoff. I don't think the third-place team in the Big Ten ought to be in the playoff. But I don't think the second-place team or even the champion from the ACC should automatically be in. I agree. I don't think the champion from the Big 12 should, or the second- or third-place team out of the Big 12 ought to be in there. Um, to me, once you get past eight teams, and really once you get past three or four, you're not talking about teams that are going to win the national title. This is not basketball. We've come to believe through the NCAA basketball tournament that David can beat Goliath routinely. In basketball, it has a chance of happening. In football, it's not going to happen. It's a different sport. But who amongst us believes that if Georgia, there was an 18 playoff or a 12-team playoff this year, and Georgia gets in the, the back half of the bracket, anyone believe they're not going to make a run in a national title this year? That's why I say yeah. it should be big enough for the that, that you have everyone in it that has a chance to win the title. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be so big that you've got a bunch of teams in there that don't. Cody and Hot Springs brings up another aspect of this. Every decision is about money. Well, no uh, question. And you think about, and it hasn't happened just yet, but we're under the anticipation that it is coming that you're going to have to distribute television revenue to not just college football student-athletes, but other student-athletes as well. So when they're trying to, again, get ahead of stuff like this and you add more money to the pot per se 
that's what you think is going to happen down the road. So they have to be forward thinking on this from that vantage point and that perspective when at some point that is going to happen. It's coming. I don't know if it's well, in two years, five years, ten years, or whatever. It is coming down the pipeline at some point where they will get a d- distribution of that revenue money. There's a lot of people in college athletic administrations trying to get fully fully vested in the retirement program because when that day comes, the size of these athletic department administrations and those big fat salaries have to go away because there's there's still that's the only way you're going to make ends meet if a, a, a fourth or I don't think it'll be half, but if some large fraction of the money is going to the players, you know, where's the money going now? Well, in large part, it's to run the athletic department. Well, there will be enough money, and everyone's going to make sure there's enough money that people don't lose their jobs in the administration buildings. Now, I agree some should. I mean, there aren't many things that can make the federal government look mean and lean, (laughs) but a college athletic department's one of them. I mean, I just hate to say it, but it's true. Um, there's a lot of wasted money, but I don't think that's going away. I think everyone's going to make certain there's enough money to go around. Well, I do if, believe that. Well, I hope I can catch the gravy train before it leaves the port. Well, me station. too. I didn't figure that part out yet. <laughs> I want uh, on the gravy train. Do we get, do we get pensions here at ESPN Arkansas? Well, I, I just, you know, I'll we're joking about yeah. it. We're joking about it, but this is something that does come into play. I, I mean, college administrators, you know, committees, are not going to vote for things that are going to cost other college administrators their jobs or their staff. They're just not going to do it. Unless the courts um, force the issue. If the it's, courts uh, force the issue, they may, they may have their hands tied. Well, I, you know, look, we've, we've, we've decried for years all the waste in government, and it's still there. And it's not going away. We can scream and yell to a blue in the face. It's, well, but, but let's not delve off into politics. I'm just saying my point is is that anytime something is bloated, it's very seldom that it becomes unbloated. So college athletics is still going to be – there's still going to be people making too much money. There's still going to be people that you look at and go, what does that guy do exactly? But uh, um, that's, just how, that's just how it works. It's well, not going to change. It's kind of like when, uh, when Forrest L. Wood was giving someone a tour of the Ranger boat plant over in uh, Flippin one day. He said, Forrest, how many people work here? He said, oh, about half of them. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's about the truth. That's kind of about like college athletics. That's about oh. the truth. Oh, about half of them. Well, <laughs> if they were smart, they would look at a well-run radio station and see the, the hours and the effort and the, the small uh, – base of operations well, of what something is we run. Do run nobody moved your coffee cup time no. get over it man nobody moved your coffee we don't have cup. enough people to move your coffee cup that's right nobody <laughs> moved your cup man everybody knows what you do i would have lost my mind if if uh, if that oh, this got thrown away or like something i would have thrown a yeah. fit it is a too stupid oh, thursday well, my golly. favorite day so I think I'm going to start acting more like a diva. I like that word, Chuck. I'm just going to get with the times and start acting more entitled. Big at this C, point. you better get ready. Go, Go warm away, up in the bullpen. Big away C. with the the hard work. <laughs> Please don't the blue collar mentality. Just going to hey, start don't put me in, coach. More, acting more entitled at this point. Might as well. It seems like everyone else is, is that doing it. Possible. <laughs> uh, probably it can always get worse, as we all could say. And I can always get. So we got a uh, a YouTube comment here from B. Walter on our again we're on uh, on the video stream now YouTube Twitter Facebook and Instagram and I texted a few people this morning Tommy explain yeah. what's going on with I AT&T. don't know I, I just woke up I don't know what you're on AT and T I am yeah. too but I woke up in it where it normally has the uh, the cell bars you know the, the the five bars that stack up it it just said SOS there which means 
Well, maybe normally you're out of luck. You're out of luck, you know. But you know, I was going to say something else. Not SOL. Say. Not yeah. yeah <laughs> I was SOL, but I had to turn my Wi-Fi on. My phone's still not hitting the towers. I, I don't know if you guys are having the same no issue, issue but, on my front, but uh, but apparent. But I mean, I had to turn my uh, Wi-Fi calling and all that on because uh, AT and T's having some kind of nationwide issue. So I imagine we've got hmm. quite a few in the same boat this morning that are trying to. I've rebooted my phone. Uh, I've done all the things I know to do with my technical limitations, but I, I don't know if you guys are having phone. But I, I, we're getting a few texts about people having cell phone trouble. So. Okay, is that why? I, I haven't had any issue, but I'm not AT and T. Well, then there's there's the answer, Judge. Big C, are you AT and T? Are you? I'm Verizon. Verizon it says Verizon and T Mobile users are also affected, but I'm not one of those, at least to this point. So I'm, great, I'm affected. What's great, going on out there, the Big C? What's on? the deal? I really don't know. Someone I've never somewhere heard of cut a cord. <laughs> grids offline at this point in time where would we be and you bring up a good point so i mean you wake um, up and you just expect your phone to work yeah i yeah. so my alarm goes off i have a digital alarm clock next to my bed i have three alarms that are on my phone alarm goes off first thing i do i don't brush my teeth i don't go to the bathroom i literally first thing i do is pull up my phone see what's going on the night before i go to bed early sometimes i miss things get on social media do the whole thing I could not function without this thing, and yeah, that's bad. We're addicted. It's horrible. Uh, some of I, I know some Morning Rush listeners have deleted certain applications. I probably need to, but I am about as like addicted what, to uh, Instagram, Twitter, stuff oh, like that. Not that. Not that. Don't we don't, <laughs> don't get off of those. Well, I just opened the old people's app, Facebook, yeah. and I see that uh, there are others who are having phone issues yeah. this yeah. morning. Hopefully that gets resolved uh, sooner than later. We've gotten some text here on the McCarty deal. I would probably get a lot more if this was uh, the grid wasn't down per se. Let's let's make sure the most important app. Chuck, have you downloaded the Hit That Line Now app? Yeah, everything's good there. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You can see us on camera. We got to get we got to get you a camera so we can put your. Last I heard, this was radio. Last well, I heard, this was radio. Yeah, what are we doing now? There's we that. Here, here comes TV. the old man. There's, there's that. What are we doing? The old man now. Oh. Hey, hey, yeah. Did you not? Did you? Did he not tell it seemed you? Seemed to work well for many, many years. Well, did he not tell you? Evolve. the salary bump you're getting for being on video nowadays. <laughs> it's pretty excessive, man. You should. It's small you should have seen the pay stub like that almost I got unnoticeable recently. The bump is so small. It's pretty wild. But again, like Tommy <laughs> said, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And Instagram is where we're on. If you want to watch, wouldn't even qualify as a speed bump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this uh, at this point in time, uh, yeah, people are apparently going nuts. According to Hawk Hall, how did I know that Chuck wouldn't be all in on a on a camera on him during the show? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, how are we going to see the eye rolls when when Ty goes off on a tangent? I mean, <laughs> a good tangent. A good tangent. Thank I mean, you very much. I mean, much. I think the audience wants to see you throw your hands in the air and say, "Dear God, what are we doing?" Well, I think I think Chuck's Chuck's just afraid that like his birds at me will get caught on camera at this point yeah. in time, which we can't. Oh. Just, you guys, are, it's, guys it's, are embellishing. You guys are embellishing. It's a good yeah. ever so slightly back and forth everywhere. I will say I've had to. I now that we're on camera, I have I had to refrain certain my hand motions that I'm so accustomed to doing because I realized that it could harm harmfully affect the company in some way, shape, or form. That I mean, when we're just on a video board, it's just oh, I can do whatever I want. But now it's you've got to act like you're like you're a professional, even though you're not in, in a certain. It is capacity. an act. So. It is a very much is an act at this point. But apparently, Tom, we're getting multiple texts here on the McCarty Daniel hotline that people are having issues. Yeah, it's that point. morning, evidently. 
That's uh, you're right. I yeah. mean, I'm looking at it right now. Lots of people are dealing with it. Back yeah. to the coffee conversation. I got a text here, or we got a text here earlier. Paul in Fayetteville said he has not washed his coffee cup in eight years. So Paul's on my believe that on my trend. I like Paul and anyone else. The coffee I washes could, the cup. Yeah, it's I, like alcohol. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry. You can put alcohol in any cup, any bowl, any whatever. It kills all the germs. Coffee's the same way. Yeah, it's the same my, function. My, my no, when I was coming into the studio every day, I was probably like you, Ty. I would go two or three years without washing my cup, and my reasoning was the same as yours. Coffee washes the cup. But I've been in a lot of radio stations, and I'm not going to lie to you. They're generally dirty places with dirty people. <laughs> and uh, that coffee cup Wait will get minute. dirty, man. I resemble that it's remark. Not any, it's not not I'm not, not talking about you guys. <laughs> I need different here. Well, let me rephrase. Back when radio was radio, before it was television. Back when everyone Sorry. smoked in the, in the building. Everybody smoked. In the building, not outside the building. <laughs> The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. It would be stupid for Arkansas to accept an invitation. To the NIT if they win three or four of these next games. You can do that. Listen, let's look at the schedule. You've got Missouri, who sucks this year. They're terrible. Haven't won a conference game. Should have beat Tennessee the other night. Choked in the second half. Have not won a single conference game this season. They're coming into your building on Saturday. Vanderbilt's on Tuesday. You can win both those games. I don't expect you to win a Rupp Arena next Saturday. That's okay. I get it. LSU's coming in your building, I think, that next Wednesday. And then you go to Coleman Coliseum. Then you'll play one SEC tournament game at least. You could potentially have an NC or an NIT resume at that point. If you get an invitation from whoever sends it out from the NIT, decline it. Don't go. It's not worth it. That's what North Carolina did last year. Turn your noses up to it. I don't really care. You need to spend time in the portal. There should not be a second of Eric Mossman or any of that staff's time prepping for an NIT game. 
it's not worth it whatsoever. I don't care if you get some of the games at Bud Walton Arena. I don't care if you have a shot to play in Madison Square Garden or wherever the championship Final Four is for the NIT. Don't accept it. If you get to that point, David, it would, or Tyler, whoever it was, it would be stupid to do that on a too stupid Thursday. This, well, this coaching staff needs to get ready for next year and spend as much time as humanly possible recruiting in the transfer portal. I don't disagree with anything you said, but if the NIT, if the season ended today, Arkansas would not be in the NIT. The way the NIT set up now this year, it's 32 teams, okay? Um, in terms of the SEC, here's what the guarantee is for what, what they call the power six in college basketball. Let's say the SEC gets eight teams in. Well, whoever's nine and ten in the net, they get NIT bids. Everybody else, you might get an at-large bid. But in a 32-team tournament, there aren't going to be more than a, literally a handful of at-large bids. Arkansas's net right now, fellas, is like 125, yeah. 124. Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss all have significantly higher nets. If the season ended today, I think Ole Miss is out in the NCAA tournament. That means Ole Miss goes into the NIT pool. Right now, the way the standings are, and with LSU's little surge, if Ole Miss doesn't get into the tournament, Ole Miss and LSU get the automatic bids into the NIT. Now, what can happen is schools may start turning it down, you know, and you might move up in the pecking order. Um, I, I personally don't think that's going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't anticipate Arkansas doing that. But... Um, you know, as I said a week or so ago when this came up, let's, you know, let's get to the end of the season and see where we are but and cross that bridge when we get there. But I'd be surprised if, if Arkansas ends up in the NIT. And you just think about it. I mean, you got five games left. You got two very difficult games with a road trip to Kentucky and Alabama. You've got two games that should be winnable with Missouri and Vanderbilt. And LSU is kind of the toss-up game that if you win that, you win three. So let's, that puts you a game ahead of 500. But then you got to go to the SEC tournament, and, and again, I don't think it it's matters. about net. It, it's it, about it, net. I don't think it matters because you, you, of what Chuck just said. And yeah, I mean, your your net rankings one twenty. You're you're not on the radar. I mean, that, that's the reality. We can sit here and talk about five hundred and all. It doesn't matter. You're not on yeah. the radar best based on your net ranking. Now, you pull it up set against Bama or Kentucky, and you know maybe you're not going to move up. That you're not going. You, you might move year. inside the top one hundred. But you're not going to move inside the top 50. So I mean, You're actually going to take a hit Saturday, win or lose, because you're playing Missouri. Oh, yeah, Missouri and yeah. you're going to take a hit, win or lose, against Vanderbilt on Tuesday night. So what? when you look at the schedule, there's just not a lot of opportunity for net movement. Now look, <laughs> let's not get carried away. They beat Texas A&M and played well in a losing effort against Mississippi State. Don't think Missouri and Vanderbilt are automatics. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's very true. That's very true. Well, I just called them winnable games. Yeah. So. And the, the LSU, the that's best term to put it is a toss-up because I, I know that. At best. Yeah. And they, by At the way, best. by the way, did anyone watch that game conclude last night? Low block beat Kentucky on, on the, the far field. side of the court. Now he'll come get it. 15 seconds remaining. Being defended by Ward. Dillingham jumper. Got it! Kentucky takes the lead. LSU has a timeout. 
They're not going to use it. Seven seconds to go. Here goes Wright with five. Wright with three. Driving. Has it blocked. Gets it back. The shot. Goal! Tyrell Ward puts it in on a broken play. And LSU wins it. 75-74. So that call... The guy gets it blocked. He's almost out of bounds, throws it back in bounds, and his teammate basically grabs it, puts it up at the buzzer, and LSU beats Kentucky after being up by like four or five with a minute to go. Kentucky comes storming back, and then LSU beats him in a buzzer beater. Every time Kentucky loses a basketball game, which they've lost a good chunk of them lately this season, an angel gets its wins. And it was beautiful, Titanic-esque, the way they fell last night. It was a heck of a game. That was a great game. It was a heck of a ball game. LSU's weird this year. I mean, they, they, they have a game like that, a game or two, you're just like, okay, they can play a little bit, and then they beat South Carolina last week, and then there's other games they get walloped in your life. They beat South Carolina in South Carolina. That's good They point. didn't just beat South Carolina. They beat them in Columbia. Yeah. They went over there and won that ball game, and LSU's gotten better. I, I, I'll give McMahon credit. He's uh, um, I don't know much about him. But he's he he's done a good job there. No, Remember he, early on when they beat A and M, and we all said, well, "What's going on with this? This don't make sense." And now we've got the answers yeah, to all that. A little so. bit uh, up and down season for LSU, but a big win last night for the Tigers. Big win for us is welcoming in our friend Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hawk Sports on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, we were just talking about Arkansas's NIT chances. Based on their remaining schedule, uh, you've got two very much winnable games, maybe a toss up, and then two brutal games going to Rupp and going to Coleman. Uh, how do you think it sets up for the Razorbacks in the final five regular season games? Well, I think what you're seeing is a typical Eric Musselman team getting better as the season has gone on. And yeah, they could have won that game at Mississippi State the other day. Um, and it's an unfortunate set of circumstances that has led to a shortening of the bench, but it seems to have helped. Um, so when Keon Minifield, Jalen Graham come back, um, you know, what will that do for people's minutes? And so I just feel like, you know, Makai Mitchell, you know, we've had the conversation a few times. Um, he needed to be better and play a big role in them getting the season in a different direction, and he's done that. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll be favored to beat Missouri, and, and as Chuck was just pointing out, these games against Missouri and Vanderbilt, uh, anything can happen. I mean, A&M, uh, I'll Paid a lot of attention to A and M going on the road to Vanderbilt and losing the game. So, um, yeah, and and I heard your discussion about the net. I just don't think there's any way. I mean, even if they were to win at Kentucky and Bama, I don't think there's any way for them to, you know, I, I'm, you know, if they win every game the rest of the year and like get to the finals of the SEC tournament, maybe they've got enough steam going to be considered. But it's a long way back. So and, all, and we're talking about the NIT tournament when we say yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, it's pretty wild oh, to say. So what do you think? Of, change in a year, Tom. What do you think about my thought that they should, if they do somehow get that set invitation, that they should decline it? Is that am I right, or is that uh, the incorrect way of looking at a potential NIT uh, invitation? You know, that's that's a really a really good poser because it's uh, what's the what's the momentum, the excitement level of the team at that point? Um, how many guys? I mean, I'm sure they're forming opinions right now on how many guys they want back, who they want back, and you know, there's some guys with eligibility. You, you could you could be starting with a pretty strong backcourt. I mean, D- Devo has another year left too, so um, the Battle and Mark and Minifield all have eligibility. Um, Pinion and Blocker, so that's that's a lot of guards again. But um, I don't know. I would 
I would hate to see them turn one down, but I think there's a lot of veteran-type teams like this who uh, there's been a recent history of turning them down. So I, I, I think it would it'd have to be weighed upon um, what the level of excitement they feel is. Um, and who knows, would they get home games and would people come to them? So all these have to be taken into consideration. Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty-Daniel hotline. Coaches talked about playing 80 good minutes, the first 40 in a loss, the last 40 in a win on the road at A&M. You've got Missouri and Vanderbilt coming up. What kind of confidence do you think this team could gather uh, from a three-game winning streak? Well, certainly could be building. And um, I, I, I like, you know, their offense looked different. They looked like on a mission and uh, running more crisp um, um, sets and winding up in the hands. I mean, I know they set up some stuff for Mark specifically, and he did a pretty good job with that. Um, I, they boy, they got out in the open floor, and they looked good, too. I mean, that that uh, play where uh, I think Blocker got his finger on a three-point shot by Taylor, uh, wound up in the hands of Mark. He, he drills behind his back to get around Garcia. Full fast break and Davenport with a layup. That was one of the better plays in that game. Um, and A&M, to me, huge mystery what's going on. They, they've played well enough to, you know, I think they've, they've beaten Tennessee at home and, and and you know then they they they're in a funk. I was listening to their post game radio and they were describing it as just being in a funk. Um, and Arkansas had the answer to Boots Radford. Uh, they, he, he's been so frustrated. And then obviously they, they centered in on Taylor and did let did not let him be an open three point shooter the other night and it paid off. Right. Let's shift gears. Talk some baseball. Big weekend coming up in Arlington. We'll find out. A lot more about this baseball team over the weekend. Oregon State up first, Tom, and uh, what I think are, are great measuring sticks over uh, the three games in Arlington. Absolutely, they will be. Um, Arkansas has done pretty well down in Texas in recent years, so um, you know, always would be nice to to beat the team that that uh, took away your national championship in 2018. So that'll be the start starting game, and I expect Hagen Smith to bounce back well. Um, you know. But, his grip on the ball or what have you that prevented a, a quality start the other day. Just got to get his control under, uh, you know, he's got to get his control better. So I expect he'll, he'll do better. And then, you know, Michigan's fallen off a little since they went to the championship game a few years ago, championship series. And so, I don't know, it'll be fun. It, it's always fun to play those big name teams. Tom, we also got uh, some announcements. We're talking to Tom Murphy here on the McCarty Dana Hotline about football, which is going to start relatively soon for spring. You'll have the spring game, and then the late Dean Weber, his uh, celebration of life will be after that inside of Bud Walton Arena. Are, are we overlooking Jacoby Criswell and his ability to win that job this year collectively? Well, um, yeah, I think we're overlooking everything about football right now. Uh, it's been pretty quiet. Um, and they didn't generate a ton of excitement with the signing class. But, you know, really, a winning football team is about how, how that team bonds, how they the, you know, believe in, in you know, the, the plays they're running and, and the sets they're running and, um, and finding playmakers. And so the quarterback battle is going to be about the most interesting. I, I was thinking about it a, a few weeks ago. I mean, we haven't had a true quarterback battle in, in – I mean, since the, the Morris years, and do those, do those really count? Because it was such a mess. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people assume Taylor Green will come in and, 
have a really good shot. But um, Chris, well, he did pretty well in the Missouri game, his most extended action. Um, and he's certainly a, a dual threat guy. And we haven't seen his running at, at the highest end. I mean, he had one long run, but uh, he hasn't done a ton of it. So it'll be fun to see that develop. And, and then, you know, can you can you count out Singleton and can you count out um, uh, K.J. Jackson, the signee? Uh, I don't know. So it's going to be fun to see. To Tom, good chatting with you. Let's catch up and we'll talk uh, the results of the baseball weekend and, and basketball when you rejoin us on Tuesday. Will do. See ya. All right, Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Chuck, he said something there that, uh, you know, I don't say football's an afterthought, but he said it's been quiet. It it has been quiet uh, when it comes to, to football conversations. Well, I think, you know, as Tom was talking, I was kind of thinking about that, you know, what you're saying. It's like no one has talked about it a lot. Um, you know, I think there are lots of reasons for that, not the least of which is, you know, Ty brings this up a lot, and it's true. I mean, our, our fan base is – They've just been worn out this year. I mean, you know, between football and basketball, I, I, I think our fan base right now feels a little defeated, and I don't know how else to put it. And so I think that, you know, as we get a little bit closer to the season, uh, as it always does, you know, the, the, the hopeful side of the Razorback fan base is going to emerge. But I just kind of think right now people are so starved for a winner. They're ready for the baseball team to win. Um, and uh, I think that, for football and basketball, just very frankly, and I hate to say this, but I think the attitude of a lot of people is, hey, win a couple of games and get back to me. You know, yeah. uh, let's win a couple of games, then we'll start talking again. And I sort of think that's where our fan base is right now. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to have at least the conversation of, I, I would be shocked if they named a, a, a overwhelming starting quarterback, hey, this is the guy we're definitely going with in the spring. I, I think – a lot of position battles are going to be carried out into August because for, for a variety of reasons, including the portal. You would, the yeah. one thing about quarterback battles, people get excited about them when they think the team's going to be good. Yeah. If they're not convinced the team's going to be good, they're not going to get excited about a quarterback battle. Um, now, I do think that our fans are very anxious to see the young man who's transferred in. Um, I think they're anxious to see him play. And, Ty, I think you posed a very legitimate question in terms of football is, are we overlooking Jacoby Criswell? I mean, at this time a year ago, we thought he was the heir apparent. And so, um, you know, what's, uh, what's that battle going to be like? But I don't know that it's going to move the needle until people believe the team's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of my honest take right now. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Guys, I want to congratulate former Razorback Dusty Hannis, who is a member of the 12-man USA uh, Men's World Cup qualifying roster. They got to play in Uruguay and Brazil coming up in just a bit. I was kind of surprised. I didn't really, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really recognize a lot of these names. Deontay Burden sounds familiar. Uh, Reggie Perry, they played at Mississippi State at one yeah. point. Uh, but most of these guys, Langston Galloway sounds familiar. I don't remember who he is. 
Craig Sword, I think, also played at State. Uh, but it's not like these are marquee names, Chuck, that you typically think of. But, I mean, to be selected for this qualified team, pretty special honor for Dusty. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the makeup of the roster. I don't, I don't know anything about their setup, to be perfectly honest. But I do know about Dusty. And this is a guy who's just never given up on his dream, which I think is terrific. And he continues to play basketball. Um, he's uh, um, he's a you know, he's been a journeyman, but it's because he loves playing the game. And um, you know, fortunately for Dusty, he's he's been able to continue to do that. And um, you know, I, I don't care how they brought the roster together. If you're playing in the World Cup and you've got USA on the front of your jersey, that's a high honor. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I remember, so Dusty's a Little Rock kid like me, and he's a year older than me. I remember watching, he was on my a couple of my friends' uh, junior deputy baseball team. His father, of course, played in the major leagues. And then he had a growth spurt and became a stud basketball player. And I remember watching him as a freshman. I was like, yeah, this guy's probably going to play college ball. So cool to see. Dusty had a, a different path to get here, but happy to see him end up at Fayetteville at some point and happy to see this news Team USA, even I can congratulate a Pulaski Academy Bruin this morning. Uh, the Razorback Invitational for softball starts in Bogle Park. Guys, they have 17 straight home games. They've got a couple other invitational games in Bogle Park. Uh, starts today at 4 o'clock against Illinois State. Uh, no streaming, unfortunately, for this game. They're also going to take on UT Arlington and Wichita State uh, the rest of the weekend on Saturday and Sunday as well. But that is the setup, 4 o'clock today against Illinois State for Cordy Diefel's softball team. I think they're yeah, first home game this season. No, I didn't read it. So no streaming just today or no streaming for this event? I didn't look at the rest okay. of it. I, I think it's all live stats. I don't think it's streaming the rest of the day. I didn't see an SEC network or plus anything, but don't hold me to that. Okay. Guys, it's going to be 73 degrees this afternoon. Who cares about streaming? Go to the game, yeah. man. Get out. That's a good point. But I, I've got uh, – you know, Chuck, we have a mutual friend. I, I'm amazed how many guys are, are have that played softball in the beer league back in the day at the county park are are in on watching it. I mean, are are hooked at watching our softball team. I, I talked to several of them that, you know, watching the women's softball team is, is something they enjoy doing on the street. Oh, I, so. I think softball has been a hit for yeah. like the SEC network, for example. Um, I think it's been a hit for them, and that's one of the reasons they continue to show more games. Yeah, I, th- I think. Look, you're you're playing with a ball and a bat, and they're very good. It's a different game than baseball, but I mean, you watch it, and it's like wow. Some of the things they do um, visually, it's a great game to watch. Um, I think all those things have come together, and it is. Uh, it's not this way all over America. Nope. But in our part of America. It's gotten a lot bigger. Think about this. So Texas has been in here for a postseason series where you should have won that series, unfortunately lost in the third and final game. Think about when Oklahoma comes to town for the first time and that softball program, which is the best in the country. Think about, we've talked about going to Norman for a football game or Sooners coming here. That softball will be one of the best series of the year on campus. Will be one of the highest attended in terms of the capacity. I will be at that first series between Oklahoma wow. and Arkansas. Well, the ticket apart. sales just spiked. Yeah, yeah. they did. So I'm bringing another person I, I'm into just the saying, phones. I, I'm just saying, I've never <laughs> been to a softball game. I've been to soccer. I think I went to one gymnastics meet when I was in school. I've been to a lot of sports on campus at a certain, at a certain point, but that's the one venue really I have not stepped foot inside. And for that series, maybe postseason this year, I'm definitely going to go to that. There's a likability factor that also comes into play 
when people follow teams and people follow sports. And uh, there's a likability factor at play there, and Arkansas has got it. It starts with Courtney Dyfel, and it's, it extends to the young women that play on this team. And, um, and you know, as the sport continues to grow in our state, as we've discussed, um, lots of men pay attention to it now because their daughters play the sport, yep. and they've grown up watching it, and they've come to appreciate what's involved. And so they see it at a higher level. And, hey, there's a lot of young women in our state I, you know, I'll just call them girls. There's a lot of girls in high school that are watching those Razorbacks play softball, and it gives them something to aspire to. Yep. And I think that's great. And I think volleyball's been the same way. And it, Absolutely. with their success this year, their popularity will grow. Doug in Fayetteville wants to know his softball on the radio. Not to my knowledge, but Chuck, you've got your springs free now since you're not doing baseball. So, <laughs> you know, some you know. some some schools do have softball on the uh on the radio, or at least on their campus radio. Some of the schools in our league do. I don't think all of them do. I'm not even sure half of them do. But I think, like, for example, LSU does. I think LSU has them on the radio. I bet in Norman, Oklahoma, they're on the radio. They probably are. They probably are. Yeah. The next step for this softball team is to get to to Oklahoma City, which I know if that ended up happening, there would be a lot of Arkansas fans. Absolutely. It would would explode. The sport would explode in popularity. It would be a lot of fun. Much like it did in 04 with baseball. Yep. uh, Exactly right. All right. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888. I do want to mention Alabama is making a change with their broadcasting. This is big news coming out of Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold is no longer going to be the play-by-play for them. Chris Stewart is going to take over that job. And Eli had some comments uh, to AL.com about this decision. Apparently, according to him, he's perfectly healthy. Uh, This is with a capital N-O-T, not health-related. I'm very healthy. Everything is wonderful. I'm healthy as a horse, but guys, the Crimson Tide Sports Network going with a different direction, and, and Chris Stewart, who's worked for the network for a number of years, but I thought that was notable news, and one of the more iconic uh, broadcasters within the SEC uh, no longer being associated with Alabama. Yeah, I know it's big news in Alabama. Um, I don't know about other spots, but he is one of those, you know, he's been around for 35 years. And uh, I don't know the circumstances surrounding this. I was as surprised as anybody. Yep. Well, he made uh, a name about it yesterday. Made a name for himself in the NASCAR circuits too. He did. Well, he was the voice of NASCAR for many, many, many years. I know lots of people that I met from different parts of the country who would say, "Oh, I didn't know he did Alabama football. (laughs) I thought he was the voice of NASCAR." Had some uh, iconic calls over the years. Second down and twenty-six. Gonna get half the yardage back here, give yourself a fighting chance on third down. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown! Alabama! I love how he says Alabama, and I hate that football team, and I hate that college, but I do like how Eli Gold says Alabama! Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Hey, 
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Now, I know that when I'm out fishing, not going to have much service, but apparently, guys, this morning, and it's not just AT&T that's dealing with this issue, a lot of the South and the Southeast is not getting telephone service and having to deal cell with phone what, cell phone service and whatnot. There's a, I don't know if it's a nationwide outage or just an issue or whatnot. I like to say that it's the, the great, Russians, man. It's the Russians. The they packed our cell phones. I am going to be interested to see what the deal is on this. I, I mean, this is the... You know, as, as people have gotten up, as our show's progressed this morning, I mean, the more I read about it. Has here, it really? Yeah. <laughs> has yeah. the show progressed? Has it, has well, it really? Has know, it as reverted or as it's, <laughs> as it's moved along. How about that? As All it's right, moved okay. along. All right. Um, I have gotten, uh, or I've seen a lot more conversation about this. This yeah. is, uh, oh. you know, oh, I'm sure the conspiracy theorists already. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a you know, cyber attack. Yes. But, I mean, I don't know. I oh, mean, I can, I'm not saying it's not. Oh, I can only imagine what's happened at my house when the kids woke up and their cell phones. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. I mean, this is the end of the world, you know. Cell phones not going to Oh, work. the humanity. How, how can we go to school today, Mom? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad she's fighting that battle. You guys know what a fire sale? Have you guys ever seen? Okay, so there's the yes, original. I know what a fire sale is. You know what a fire sale is? It's a yeah. clearance rack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. The, do you? That's not the definition I was looking for. Uh, all right. Where are you going? Okay. Here? Well, fire sale, if you've seen the Live Free, Die Hard movies, the the second to latest one, and it's where they they basically test and try to break the government and all these different things within the power grids and stuff like that. So I'm going to go watch that when I get home so I have an idea of if this progresses to, to what to do what's moving fire forward. Sale? What, like what does fire sale have to do with Computer hacking, stuff like that. You mentioned the Russians hacking oh, of the system. That's so a new, like, new term like, you millennials have come up with? Nah, it's been around for 10, 15 years or something. Fire like sale? That. Yeah, I've fire never sale. heard of it other it's, than like... We're, we're selling What's the cases. computer definition of fire sale? Where are you going here? To me, a fire sale is like, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff right here. Yeah. Everything I've got, I'm just going to sell it all. It's just That's a, a fire sale. It's a big, like, government takeover, computer hacking, like, just destroying the basically the everything within. So hopefully that is not happening. But that's oh. what that's what that definition of fire sale is. is that's, what, the, that's your definition. Yeah, my definition. We would call it anarchy. Okay. All right. You, know? you could call From that. From the Thai dictionary. Yeah. On that's the what fire sale. On the furthest end of the uh, the spectrum to this point. But hopefully it gets resolved by the end of the day, next couple hours. Don't know what it is. And uh, if we do find out, we'll keep you updated. We apologize for confusing the issue. Yeah. We don't really know what's going on other than, you know, Just people's ramp- phones aren't working right. Yeah. Just rampant speculation on my part here this morning on a Too Stupid Thursday. Sorry, I was unavailable due to the cell phone outage. Yeah. So. I know... Uh, I want to jump back into college football for a sec because I know Zach Arns uh, is probably on his way to work and listening, whether it's on hitthatline.com or hit that line now up or newly revamped video stream, Facebook, YouTube. Or maybe or, just the old radio. Maybe, or maybe just, just the, the radio. Or guy. just the old radio. I think Notre Dame, I think this model that's currently, that was, again, published earlier this week, uh, if you haven't heard, the College Football Playoff Committee is at least looking into adding two teams to making it a four a 14-team playoff. But right now, as it said, they, they've changed the structure for the next two years of the college football playoff, where it's five automatic qualifiers, four best or five best conferences. So what that's going to be each year, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, and then one 
smaller group of five concerts. Pac-12s, Pac-10s eliminated. I know they're still Oregon State and Washington State. They're done. So you've got that set up, and then seven just at-large teams. Notre Dame cannot qualify to be a top-four team because they have to be a conference champion in order to get that top four. Because of that, I think Notre Dame is going to get rid of their independency at some point in the next five years, assuming the structure stays the same, and they will be in the Big Ten or SEC, most likely the Big Ten. They're going to free themselves of independence? Of independence, yes. And I don't know how they'll do it within the (laughs) confines of their contract with NBC and whatnot, but this kind of rub with the new college football playoff, you have to if you're Notre Dame. You can't, if you go undefeated, whatever, and then there's still a five seed or any of that, you are at yeah. best. Yeah. You are hurting your college football brand. And to be honest, Notre Dame's brand, Zach probably hates to hear this, but they've gotten rocked in every recent big time game they played in in any national championship or the I think two college football playoffs. They've been irrelevant for 30 years. They have the branding, but they have no championships or anything to back it up. This is it's going to continue unless you get rid of your independency and actually join a real conference with the big boys. The only two big boys right now are the Big Ten and the SEC. I think they're going to jump to the Big Ten, and I think it's going to happen within a five-year year frame because of the new college football playoff structure. But it's not like they've been playing a patsy schedule. I know they play the service academies, and maybe they have to make some adjustments, but uh, I agree they're going to need to join a conference or they're going to be the odd man out. But let's not pretend like for 30 years they played a patsy schedule No, they, they played some good opponents and whatnot, but you are hurting yourself if you're, and I think Jack Swarbrick's on his way out, but whoever their next AD is, that whole brand in order, you're hurting yourself with this new structure by not being in a uh, conference at this point. I think we're assuming that Notre Dame's not going to be able to find a way to change how yeah. all this uh, all this works. Exactly what if I Notre thinking. Dame wants to remain independent, um, I think the college football playoff committee will be okay with that and there will be a mechanism by which they could make the top four um i think you're assuming notre dame's got to be the follower here and i don't know that that's necessarily the case they're, they're, al- they're always the exception to the rule I'll always have been but people have been predicting notre dame is going to give up being an independent for a long time yeah. and they still are an independent in football but with 7.8 or 7.6 billion dollars on the table they got, money, right I, I, they got a pretty good deal right now. I got a pretty good deal right now. Yeah, and that and that's true. And their money from NBC and whatnot is that change things with that much money being on the table for the conference? Because you're right, Notre Dame has to be the exception for a number of years. They're going to do it their way, but the money has never been this high. It's never been this great. It's never well, their money's grown too. You know, it, it, yeah, it's not like Notre Dame's broke. No, and I don't know what the their new NBC contract or their current one is at this point. And but they don't it, have to share it with anybody. Yeah, it's no. private and everything. But and and they get a, a partial share of the ACC money for the other sports. So I don't think they're going to the ACC to save them in football. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that uh, the ACC is 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 potentially going to come to an end. But I, I think this is going to happen at some point. And we mentioned again for. Kind of mentioned at the top, the college football playoff committee is at least looking into the idea of moving from 12 to 14 teams. Now, right now, the contract looks like it's the next two years is that, again, five conference champions, seven at-large bids these next two years, and we don't know what's going to happen after no. that. That could change at some point in time as we've seen contracts amended because it was originally six and six. Now it's five and seven. 
at this point. Um, I just think it's a disservice to the college football community. We spoke, we all agreed on it, which is rare on this show. We all agreed, and the majority of our texters on the McCarty-Daniel hotline, you're killing the regular season. The best regular season in all of sports, the greatest part of college football is those weeks 1 through 13. When it's do or die, you lose, you're out of championship contention. Now that's no longer the case. The game in Ann Arbor, Michigan, or Columbus, Ohio, or Auburn, Alabama, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama, these marquee rivalry games that have decided who is going to the said conference championship and who is going to the said national championship has been eliminated because a lot of times that team that lost is still going to make it to the college football playoff. It's not as consequential as it used to be, and it's never going to be that way again. And it's a true shame for the way college football has been for a number of years for them to destroy it in this fashion, the regular season, not the sport itself, but this fashion in a mere couple of years. Well, we're going from 4 to 12 to a conversation about 14 uh, with light speed. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's happening very, very fast. We've not even watched a 12-team playoff unfold yet. We're already talking about expanding it. Um, it needs to be dialed back. I don't know if it's going to be or not. Um, maybe the, you know, I don't know if the 14-team and Notre Dame have anything to do. I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I have no idea what their, uh, you know, what all their conversations involve behind closed doors. But, you're, you know, your, your points – I mean, you're right, and it's going to continue to dilute it. There's one man on this planet that can save college football, and his name is Nick Saban, or Nicholas Saban. I think that's his full name. And he was talking with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com, and he said, if there's a voice, if my voice can bring meaningful change, I want to because I love the players and I love college football. What we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You can hear somebody use the word student-athlete. That does not exist. That is the one guy on this planet, not Greg Sankey, not Charlie Baker, not any of these other big wigs that are sitting in Dallas, Texas, who are making way too much money to ruin the playoffs and ruin the sport. You've got one guy that's been a part of college football for a long, long time that's not just an SEC guy that cares about the players, not just his players, but the sport itself, and a guy that people will listen to regardless of what section of the country you're in because of his success. He's the one guy on this planet that can further this in the right direction rather than twist and mold it in a way we don't want it to be in the next 20 years. I said this last summer on this show that Nick Saban should be the czar of college football. And um, I think he would probably lend a more credible voice to all of this. But I do think that, as I've said before, I mean, you you don't put the toothpaste back in the tube. The idea that even someone like Nick Saban can come in and save college football and send it back to the way it used to be, that is never going to happen. That is never going to happen. Um, I don't I just don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't I don't I don't know that you know, I think Saban's probably got as many good ideas as anybody, but you know, just because you've won a lot of football games doesn't mean you're like the smartest man on the planet. Uh, although I do think that Saban should be part of all this conversation. And uh, he's someone that people are scared enough of that um, they'll listen to what he has to say. Yeah, when it comes to college football, he's E.F. Hutton. I mean, he's... No, you're right. I mean, he is going to be the guy that, even if he's not in the room, 
whatever's discussed in the decision-making room, they're going to run from that room to Nick Saban. Hey, what do you think about what they did? So you might as well include him in the conversation because his opinion is one that everybody wants. I agree. I agree. And it, 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 that EF Hutton was an old ad campaign for a financial company, Ty. Yeah. I, I, when he I, talks, people listen. Yeah, Tommy. EF right. Hutton talks. People listen. Tommy's referenced that before. Yeah. That's the only way that that's, I, a, that's an old guy's reference okay. term. Right? If somebody says, "Hey, it's like E.F. Hutton," it's like he's an old guy. Yeah, he uh, all these years. I, I love what Dean Nick stick Saban with is. E.F. Hutton when it comes to college. <laughs> that's football. right. That's, <laughs> hey, Nick Saban understands E.F. Hutton. I guarantee it very well. Yeah, there. That's when you know you have a successful marketing campaign. It's when people are still re- how how old was that? At? Oh, fans God, generation forty, 40 years ago, more than forty yeah. years okay. ago. So yeah. maybe even before you were born, and it's still E.F. Hutton. When he talks, people listen. I, I, my, the one that sticks with me that I've watched since I was a kid is it's my money, J.G. Wentworth. It's my money, and I need it now. Yeah. That's the one that I have listened yeah. to that's a not thousand a times. You're revealing your age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's different, but that's the one that stays with me all these You've years. You've watched later. it your whole life over the last 10 years. 877-CASH-NOW, though. 877-CASH-NOW, <laughs> yeah. The power of a jingle. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.